Hi everybody, I'm back. It's Greg again. I have no idea what the hell just happened. So I appreciate everybody holding on. Um, like again, I totally apologize for the power outage. Had no idea what was going on. It might be, I think it's at Spreaker's end, but I'm back on the air now. Uh, hopefully everything uh, will come back out and hopefully you didn't miss anything uh, too much. Talking about back on affairs and getting on uh, what you need. And that's a bad thing about it. I need to find out, um, you know, what was cut out. I'm not too sure. So I'm going to hit back on, you know, like I said, with affairs, the emotional, the physical, and the combination of physical and both, those are, those are huge. And you need to find out, like I said, why they happen. And when there's an emotional and physical affair starts happening, um, we can go back on on there. So I apologize, like I said, for the power outage, what was going on. So um, hopefully everything will be left okay. And going back to, like I said, the affair. So, what starts happening, you know, with the, the grief and loss of the lover, and what is going to help reignite the affair? Like I said, again, I'm going to repeat, you know, you have a choice to stay in that relationship or not. This is, uh, this is up to each individual, and it could be love. And sometimes affairs happen. It could be the same thing as filing for a divorce. It shakes up the relationship and it might be that the person that did the betraying actually loves the partner and they just, they feel, like I said, not love, not desired. And it goes on for a while and it hurts and it, you know, they might love them and not getting that. Why don't they get out of the relationship? Good question. Maybe it's an emotional turmoil for them. It's not all that easy. You still love somebody, but you still crave and you still desire somebody to bring that up. So when you start realizing all these issues, it might shake up the relationship and, you know, look at, oh, shit, you know what? Now maybe we can do something about it. And believe it or not, some affairs, some, not all, can make the relationship even stronger, not making it right, wrong, or indifferent, but it wakes up the relationship to look at the ideal situations about what caused it. And that way, maybe you can work on and resubmit, and it hits the core of the love that you share together. Again, it's very difficult. It's gut-wrenching, people, for people that have gone through affairs. People out there listening now, they may have you know, experience this in their own life. And this might hit home with them and bring about some huge emotional hurts and upset and gut-wrenching. You feel like puking because you've done, you've dealt with all this situation. So it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to work through affairs, but they can actually make a relationship stronger. Do I advocate having an affair to do this? No, not at all. There's an easier, less painful way to go ahead and repair a relationship before having an affair. Like I said, most most cases, I'm all about you need to talk to your partner about what you're not getting. If that does not work, if 
they're not listening. They act like they don't care. I'm fine. You're whatever. Deal with it. It's your own problem. Then you might need to excuse yourself from that relationship. Because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to feel loved. Appreciated. You you know, to feel like you turned somebody on. That's huge. If I, I, me personally, I wouldn't be with anybody. If I knew I couldn't turn them on, they didn't desire me physically, emotionally, sexually, whatever you want to call it, I'd be gone. Simple. Maybe not that simple, especially when you love somebody, but you get my point. So when we're uh, coming up to the repair aspects, you look at, you key in on the very issues, the commitment back to the relationship and you key in on the areas that were missing you know why why did you not feel loved why did you not feel desired why did you not feel cherished maybe you know did the kids needs always come first did they always have a priority over the relationship. Now, step families, I'm going to talk about step families are a little bit different, and I'll have a special segment on step families and trying to how to mellow them out and make them smooth out, if you will. Um, but that's in a different time. So, like I said, step, step families are not going to really apply too much uh, to this situation because the kids, it's more of a balance act with the biological kids and step kids. It's, it's a lot more difficult. But going back to, if you want to say nuclear, I don't care, you know, if you, oops, oh shit, I'm pregnant, decide to stay together, get married, have a couple kids, all that stuff. You need to put the relationship first. And I've promoted that probably on every episode I've uh, aired, if you will, about that. So we need to kick, kick back in on what is needed in a relationship you know what what can i do to make you feel if you weren't feeling loved if you weren't feeling desired if you weren't feeling like you know what you turned me on what can i do to call, can create that feeling <clears throat> i want it to be gen- genuine i don't want it to be bs i want it to be genuine i want it to be heartfelt i want it to be felt in the gut so what needs to be done for me to generally express that we all get tired. We all get busy. I get that. But most times, we want this more times than not. Oh, the kids are bugging. The kids are bugging. Whatever. Well, the kids are going to demand time from you. Absolutely. And you know what? You need to set boundaries with that because mom and dad time is crucial. It is crucial. And if you don't make that time for yourself... Chances are one of the partners is going to feel like maybe just a paycheck. And that could be the the wife or the husband, girlfriend, boyfriend. They could feel like only a paycheck, taken for granted. And you know what? When someone starts chirping in their ear of the opposite sex, let's face it. You know what? I'm getting the attention over here. Like I said, it's like an addiction. It's like a drug. It feels good. It's an aphrodisiac. Not that it's right or wrong. It's just how our human nature works. So we need to shake it up. And maybe the other person, I've been to her. And she, oh, the kids come first. The kids come first. They're more important. Well, if that is the case, and that person doesn't want to change and make you feel important, to make you feel more of a priority that the relationship is, then maybe you need to reassess and 
you know what, the kids need to see you happy and deserve. Maybe you need to reassess if an ending to that relationship is wise and healthiest for you. Most people say, well, you got to stay together because it's going to totally devastate the kids. Most kids will do okay. Most kids will do fine through a divorce. It's how you co-parent. If you bash each other, if you sit there and bash your mom cheated on me, your dad cheated on me, he's a dog, he don't love. If you start pulling that crap, you're doing more damage to the kids. The relationship as a whole needs to stay between you and, say, your husband or wife or former husband and wife. The kids do not need to get involved, nor should they get involved in that situation. And too many times it does. But getting back on track with the affairs. So, like I said, you need to make that time. And if that time isn't available, you're not feeling appreciated after all this, maybe you need to reassess the relationship and if it's actually healthy for you to be in that. I do not advise anybody to be in a situation where they're not feeling love, where they don't feel desired. We're going to have bad days, yes. But I, I here I'm a, you know, marriage relationship therapist counselor advising this. I, I I think it's unhealthy for us to stay in a situation that we don't feel loved, that we don't feel cherished. And I'm all about trying everything, everything 100% possible to make it work. That's what I advocate. That's what I promote. And if all that doesn't happen, then you need to reassess your life and the situation. So, what do we do now? What areas do we work on after an affair, after the hurt? And that hurt's going to linger. It's going to linger, I'm not going to say for a month, two months. It's going to linger for a while, people. And that is very individualistic. And again, the matter of hurt and the matter of trust built is going to depend, again, on the level of remorse and guilt that is expressed. I cannot overstate that enough, people. Again, the level of trust and the level of hurt and the length of hurt that goes on is very, very dependent on the remorse and guilt, the genuine remorse and guilt that is expressed by the one that did the betraying. Again, like I said, there are cases, a lot of them, that, you know what, they could be terrific, do everything 100%, of showing the remorse, guilt, reasons why, recommitment, and the other person just, they can't deal with getting cheated on. It's very, And that's not a right or wrong thing. You know, it's an individual thing, and it's not a right or wrong. And you're going to get society, you're going to get shit, other therapists, other family, saying, you know, it's not right or wrong, and you should go ahead, <clears throat> excuse me, and go ahead and kick him to the curb, kick her to the curb, the situation. You know what? This is, again, a gut check, and I want your heart and gut to align in these situations. So, going back and repair the affairs, you need to look at what needs to be done. Okay? What can I do to build the love, the desire, the passion, the fire, you know, the, the love in each other's eyes again? Now, These are the key things, and I've talked about in the other episodes. Go back to the foundations of what needs to be built back up on. 
to feel loved, to feel cherished again. Now, what happens? You had an affair, <clears throat> and you don't have feelings for your partner again. And you know in your gut, you know what? No matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, I'm not going to feel that love for that partner again. That's maybe why I cheated. Maybe that's why I betrayed. Maybe they're thinking, and I've heard it in many sessions. Maybe I just looked for a way out, and that was a way out. You know what? If that's the case, don't have the affair. Talk to your partner and try to reach an amicable divorce or split in a relationship. Okay? Because that just creates maybe a matter of disrespect to your partner. I think it's also disrespecting yourself. So you want to look at those situations. You might be selling out your values, your morals as well. And everybody knows that feels pretty crappy to do that. So if you, you know, you know in your gut, you know, for maybe years that, you know what, I'm not really in love with that partner. I just don't feel desired. Oh my God, when we have sex, I just have sex and hopefully just get it over with. Do you know how sad and pathetic that is? And would you want to be in your partner? Do you think they would want to be with you knowing that? Some people will. That I think that's that's sad. And that's just uh, my favorite word is pathetic in those situations. It's sad. So, you know what? Maybe they need to find somebody that will show him or her that love. Will show him or her that desire and that passion. Maybe you both deserve to be happy. And with you both being happy, would the kids be happy? Some kids are devastated, you know, with the divorce and all this stuff. Again, you know, it's how you parent, how you whatever, and you re-solidify to the kids that, you know what, it's not their fault. That is huge. And I think everybody knows that. But when, you know, the admits, you know, a mix and affair, the emotions at stake, and you start blaming and everything. It's huge. So you want to, you want to keep the kids away from that situation, okay? And get to a healthier spot. If you're not feeling loved, desired, don't have an affair. Talk to each other, and if it doesn't work, or you get counseling therapy, you try everything possible. And if it doesn't, you try to be amicable. If anything, for the kids' sake. You deserve to be happy and healthy. And I'm not promoting disposable marriages or relationships whatsoever. That's not my role, nor do I ever, nor will I ever promote that. Another thing I want to hit on this evening about affairs <clears throat> that is going to be very, very crucial. The person that was betrayed, they are in a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, like I mentioned. Obvious, right? That's no-brainer, duh. But this is where it gets really tough and really responsible, and I need to handle this almost with kid gloves with the person that was betrayed. Because, let's face it, we need to look at why your partner had the affair. Not blaming, and I get this all the time, Greg, you're blaming me that he had an affair. Greg, you're blaming me, you're saying it's my fault that, you know, she had an affair on me. No, no, not at all. It's about taking responsibility. You know what? If they weren't feeling loved, they weren't feeling desired. 
They weren't feeling passionate. They were feeling taken for granted. Maybe what can you do? Again, remember I emphasize this every every session, every episode. What can you do to make them feel those things? Maybe, what can I do to make them? It's taking responsibility for the relationship. It's not a blame game. Again, you know, the blame game, they made that decision to have that affair. You don't condone it. You don't excuse it. But you need to take responsibility. You know, what was I doing or not doing that maybe caused it? Was I not showing my partner love? Was I not showing them affection? Was I taking them for granted? Was I putting the kids in front of my husband or wife? Was I putting them in front of them all the time and they were always more important? You know, were they always sleeping? You know, did you let the kids sleep with you all the time as they were toddlers up until four, five, six years old? You know what? Ooh, that is not making the relationship a priority. So you need to look at what's going on. And then you look at, well, if I didn't do anything wrong, well, uh, again, that's going to be a very, very difficult pill to swallow. The betrayer needs to do work too. It's not just up to, I'm sorry, the one that was betrayed needs to do the work. The betrayer, that's obvious. They need to do their part too. It's both of you, again, both of you making a commitment back to the relationship. And the one that was betrayed, this is gut-wrenching and this can be very difficult in the pill to swallow. To look at, okay, what did I do? It's not a blame game. You know, you need to look at what can I do? What can I make my partner feel loved, appreciated, make them feel desired, make them feel like I, I love having sex with them, um, whatever. And if you don't, then you know what? You need to reassess because, you, again, you both need to be happy. But you need to take your role, <coughs> excuse me, in that situation and assess what can I do to make it better. It's both of you doing a recommitment. That's when I said not only the betrayer needs to be recommitted or committed back to the relationship for it to work. The one that was betrayed, which is very, very difficult, needs to be committed to look at what went wrong and maybe their role in that situation. Again, not a blaming game situation. It's taking responsibility for those actions. And I will take one last short little break. And be back to close it up again. Uh, still have 586-840-8608. And I'll be back in a minute or two. Thank you much, people. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea. At Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com.
Hey, people back on the air after a short little break, trying to get a drink so my voice comes back. <clears throat> um, so, finishing up with affairs, uh, going to rehash, you know, what needs to be done again. Um, both people, the one that was betrayed and the betrayer, they both need to take responsibility and look at why the affair happened. Again, that is crucial. We need to look at, that gives us something to work at, gives the relationship, marriage, Gives you both something to look at to repair. If there's nothing to repair, then why did the affair happen? It's a good question, right? Then that can't be answered. Then maybe you fall into the category about being a a dog or a hoe. And that's, you know, maybe not a good situation, but then maybe you need to live your life single. Then the other situation you need to look at, you know, by the mostly by the one that was did the betraying is looking at the genuine remorse and guilt from the affair. But can also, real quick, can genuine remorse and guilt maybe be applied to both? Ooh, maybe I'll flip the script a little bit. Can the one that was betrayed after all the hurt, the anger, the crushed emotions, devastation that um, maybe the one that was betrayed, maybe they can also express remorse and guilt for maybe their role and not making that partner feel loved, making them feel appreciated, cherished, desired. So maybe that can go hand in hand. And if that goes hand in hand, again, remember I said about the speed and the depth of getting through the affairs. I'm not making when I said the speed. I don't mean overnight. Not at all. It takes time. But maybe that's going to help in solidifying the relationship back on track and opening up communications where if one person feels, you know, a certain way, uncomfortable, whatever, not feeling loved, appreciated, whatever. And I'm not talking overly needy, but that you can talk about and open it up and no taboo topics like I talked about the first couple of sessions that you're able to talk about it instead of hide it or run from it. And hopefully the other person's going to learn and listen instead of run the other way. Because then we have a repeated pattern that we don't want to rock or uh, don't want to repeat, right? We don't want to walk into, we want to get away from that situation. Now, if these are cemented. Hopefully people can get through affairs. I know this, I could go on, I could probably spend a week on affairs and different types and what happens, you know, some people have an affair because it's their own self-esteem, uh, their own ego trip, right? And that's another issue. Maybe the relationship's great and had an affair because it was an ego trip. How many times you hear, you know, they're reliving, you know, the man or the woman is, you know, they were dating their whole you know, since teenage, got married, whatever, and all of a sudden they're reliving their teen years again. Um, you know, that's a reason for an affairs. But I think most of them, it's typically because not feeling loved, desired, appreciated, uh, taken advantage of, all those situations, I think, cause most of the affairs. Not all, but most. Another thing that is devastating about affairs <clears throat> that is part of repairing and trying to get the betrayer to understand the depth of the hurt of the one that was betrayed is 
looking at not only was their heart crushed, all this stuff, but what about expectations? How many people expect to get married? You know, I shouldn't say expect, but when they get married, they expect maybe to spend the rest of their life together, to be happy, you know, maybe to grow into retirement together. And not only, you know, an affair shakes all that, all those expectations, that's a grief process in itself. And how can those be rebuilt? That is huge. So not only, you know, you have the emotional, physical, and all this aspect, you know, the expectations that you're working at, that you may work together as a team, well, hopefully, that, you know, they get crushed as well. So the expectations and how a marriage and how a loving relationship is going to be needs to be reestablished and rebuilt again because apparently it wasn't working. So, again, you both have to take responsibility for an affair. You have to take, you look at, you, okay, what did I do? Maybe the cause is as to betrayer. Um, why couldn't I talk to my partner? Why couldn't I bring it up? Look at why I did this. Then also, on the same note, the one that was betrayed again, you know, what did I do? Maybe what I, what was I not doing that caused this? It's not a blame game. And a lot of people, when they're hurt, you know, they want to get defensive. They want to get combative. I get it. I Believe me, it happens daily in my office in these situations. But I want to learn. I want them to learn and look at this because they don't know. And let's face it, it attacks your ego, right? When someone cheats on you. But you want to look at why it, why it happened. And what your role as the person that was betrayed, maybe what you need to do to get back to what you want in a relationship. To feel loved, appreciated, the passion, the fire. And I just talked about the passion, the fire building on Sunday evening. So that is about it for this evening, people. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can find me here every Sunday and Thursday night from 8 to 9 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, want to thank everybody, everybody that's following me too on Spreaker. Make sure you do that. Spreaker.com. Uh, you can find me, do a search for Greg Dzinski or Master G or The Art of Relationships. You can find me there. Please follow me. And if you missed this tell, or you got friends, family that miss uh, any of my posts, you can find them on Spreaker. They're saved as recorded on podcasts and are usually uh, passed on to my Facebook too, The Art of Relationships uh, page as well. Everybody have a loving, passionate, fun-filled, healthy weekend, people. Take care. Welcome to The Art of Relationships with Greg Dzinski. Greg will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help reignite passion in your romantic relationship. He welcomes listeners to call in live with any questions or comments. No more tip-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies both compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. With a specialization as a relationship and sex counselor, Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known Master G. <laughs>
Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.